Hello everyone and welcome to the Queer Romance Reader Discord server. Today we will be chatting about Demons Do It Better by Louisa Masters. Just a reminder that Louisa will not be joining us and this will be a chat between Ella and me. My name is Alicia and I'm one of the server mods. And I'm Ella, the other server moderator. Just a reminder to everyone that we will be discussing this book in full detail and that would include spoilers. So I would recommend reading the book before listening to this. So Demons Do It Better is the first in the Hidden Species series. And it's all about the hidden world of demons, hellhounds, shifters, and other paranormal creatures, which turns out to be more bureaucratic than you might think. It follows Sam, the only human in the office working the community of species government. Turns out there is a hidden society of magical creatures something Sam was not expecting in his bid to escape his old, boring job. So Sam ends up as the admin to assistant to hellhounds, and he loves his job, but things get complicated because five years later, he's done so well that he's going to get promoted, and he has to work with Gideon Bailey, who is this hot and scary demon he had a one-night stand with right before he took the job and this is also the man who convinced him to take the job in the first place they'll have to get over any awkwardness and focus on the job because there are pregnant people going missing and rumors of genetic experimentation with links to a past that sam ran away from so ella what were your thoughts about this it was just super fun i think this has been one of like the funniest and wittiest books like kind of romance ones that i've read this year i was literally like just laughing all the time and there was i was going back through all the kind of highlighted notes i'd done and the one the one that i had highlighted was um i think it was near the start where sam was saying in my younger days i was the twinkiest twink that ever did twink until it became too much off, like effort, which is such a mood. <laughs> yeah, I I really love this book. There are so many great lines in it, and there are a lot of really great scenes too that just made me crack up. And the one that I think we both loved was the wings of the world, which comes up after. I mean, okay, there were these two really great scenes back to back. The first one is when. Um, Sam gets drunk, and then he's suddenly saying all these like things you would never expect a drunk person be able to say. Let me find a line. There are so many great lines in this book because he, uh, oh, like, can't you just sorcerize my drunk away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and oh, there's another one that I really liked, which was sorry i'm i'm just rereading this scene really fast right now because okay yeah i am now prepared to witness your brave intercession between me and my doom (laughs) so drunk sam is just really really fun but of course when you get drunk you have to wake up after and it's an accidental drunk because of things but yeah he wakes up and he's like, oh, crap. And Gideon is in his house organizing everything. And then Gideon comes across his bedroom. And then it's like, how do you want your dildos to be ordered? 
Oh yeah, we have yeah, to talk with the extensive Wait, kind of like dildo range that the uh, creature community supposedly have. So the uh, yeah, so many like demon dildos and vampire ones. Yeah, because they apparently have different dicks, which is <laughs> a whole thing where vampires have spines and um, demons are just big for size queens, I guess. And I'm, I'm still honestly kind of a bit confused about what the Incubus one is. I think they might have two. Oh, like a snake. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. It's it's gone into more detail in um. I think it's called Naughty Neil, which was part of the Winter Wonderland giveaway that I read back in January. Um, but yeah, I think I just think that in general the world building was really great. Not just the dodos, but um, Big everything dildos, else. Yeah. And I think that the it's this world where you have, for example, the Lucifer who is this, like, it's a job title of sorts, and the Lucifers will change over time, and it's not a religious thing. Like, apparently, a few hundred years ago or thousands of years ago, there was this one person who got mad because he got sanctioned by the Lucifer and decided to include Lucifer as the devil in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, I do and, just like how Lucifer um, is just, like, kind of the chill boss. And not like the super scary sort of demon that you might think. Yeah, and his name is Percy, the current Lucifer, <laughs> at least. Which just sounds like such... Okay, no, I'm sorry to the Percys out there. That's a good name. <laughs> well, it's just like, because it's such a disconnect. Because when I think of Percy, I think of Percy Weasley. The most uptight and annoying Weasley. Same! <laughs> okay, Same! But the Lucifer is really nice in this book overall. Like, he cares about his employees. He's, like, the ideal boss, honestly. Yeah, I think it really um, kind of comes up when... So, yeah, again, we're talking spoilers, but it turns out that Sam is actually a shifter. And so when he finds out about this, like, the Lucifer is just really nice about it all and, like, helps him and supports him. And that also leads to, like, a really funny scene in which... Because basically, how shifters work is that they would have like normal like human puberty that we all go through, but then they'll also have a second puberty. Oh, the concept of a second puberty sounds like hell. <laughs> I know, of... and it's like this is when they get super horny, and it happens at <laughs> around like eight forty or so. And I don't know, it's like I don't want to go through puberty ever. It was bad it's... enough the first time. Yeah. And it's, I think it's, it's like the first time is when they learn to control their like shifter stuff, and then the second time is the reproductive stuff. Oh uh, yes, yeah. But that's like kind of funny moment where because they have to kind of force his his shift because he was like delayed, had it like hidden by his human DNA, um, and so they have to like invite invite the lead shifter over. But he, like, becomes super paranoid after that, and it's, like, really adorable and funny. Yeah, I think it's, like, even in his paranoia, he was like, we have to protect Gideon, we have to protect Gideon. (laughs) And it's just, I love the relationship together, and I love that it's kind of this, like, 
It's a lovers to enemies to friends to lovers journey. Yeah. And, and you mentioned this in the plot, so let's talk a bit about this. So with the pregnant woman thing, I mean, um, I guess a trigger warning here for people where it's there's some funky stuff going on and also mass murder. So it, what's happening is that there is this group of um, people in the supernatural world who think that the supernatural creatures should be the ones in control and humans should be this like submissive bottom of the class structure anyway but the problem is that the supernatural community reproduces slower than the humans so they want to find a way to make them be able to reproduce faster so they can get to the top of the hierarchy and honestly it's like yeah kind of they're just very much villains in this. There is no redemption for any of them. But what they did was they took human DNA and then kind of bred them with a supernatural creature, but then they used magic to suppress the DNA because in this universe, um, shifters are all dominant phenotypes, which if you know genetics means that like they will, if you crossbreed um, a dominant and a recessive genotype, the dominant one will always be the ones in the first generation to appear. But they didn't want that. They wanted it to be the recessive genotype to appear so that in the second generation, if they bred, they could they spread their genes out more and get, just get more supernatural babies out there. That was an impressive display of science. <laughs> I... I don't know. I like science. I'm sorry if that didn't quite make sense. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. So, and then the whole thing is that, like, so they got these babies from these pregnant women, and then they paid people to take care of them. And Sam was one of these people, which, so he ended up, um, the family who raised him was homophobic. And when he came out to them, he also, like, obviously, the since they were homophobic, they did not react well. And since they'd also been getting paid, his like fake parents had been getting paid to take care of him in cash, he just took a bunch of their money, ran away, and then like got himself a new identity, fled the cro- country, and or fled across the country. He's still in the States. Yeah, and this is how like yeah. he was able to survive because it turns out all the other babies that they had produced this way, like along with Sam, they all killed. And so because he had like changed his identity and ran away, they weren't able to like grab him along with the others. Well, not at the same time, they get him at the end. But that was, it's kind of depressing how like their homophobia basically saved him. Yeah, it's and it's like they didn't even just kill the babies, they also killed the mothers and then they killed the people who were taking care of these babies, I think. Yeah. Like, they just had to kill everyone to silence the results of their experiment. And it was just, yeah, so this is the mass murder trigger warning because they definitely killed hundreds of people. That's what I quite liked about, like, this isn't just kind of, you know, a demon hooking up with a human. Like, there was a really interesting mystery around it with like really horrifying consequences 
Yeah, and it's like it's really funny and it's an entertaining read, but there are high stakes too. And one of like the major side characters dies, and that was so unexpected to me because I just kept expecting it to be a fake out and for her to be alive, but no, she's dead. I know. I was so surprised too. I was like, oh no, she's gonna come back. Like this is a nice, cute romance. I was like, oh my god, no, they actually killed her. That was so sad. Yeah, and she was really lovely too. It's and I don't know. I I like the blend of this plot heavy, detail heavy thing interspersed with all the humor and the fun moments and the relationship that evolves over time. I also like how it's such a funny coincidence that the because so basically the reason why Sam got this job is that he um he's first starts out as the admin support support person for this group of hellhounds and like the the boss of these hellhounds was having so many issues because the hellhounds are like super clingy and just had no like boundary <laughs> boundaries and so they kept scaring off their like admin support people and so the boss guy's like i'm gonna like i'm desperate here i will hire this human and maybe, like, they can finally work with these hellhounds. And then it turns out that the one human that they hired is actually a shifter. And he's a cat shifter, too, which the hellhounds <laughs> yeah. do not like. Yes, uh, Alistair, um, Sam's, like, best like, friend who is part of the hellhound team is just like, oh, you smell like cat now. This is awful. Yeah, and I really also like the detail about how shifters, they just can't use technology. They can't enter the password in the smartphone. And I thought that was a really neat detail just casually included. Overall, the world building in this is fantastic. Oh, yeah. And then Sam can't use this. I would honestly be devastated. I'm glued to my phone. And I don't know if being able to shift into a cat really balances it out. <laughs> I don't think it does, especially if you consider second puberty. <laughs> yeah, you can't even go on TikTok. I, I think like David has it nice. He David is the sorcerer and he can do magic and I don't know if I had to pick I like being human, but if I had to pick, it would be sorcerer. Yeah, definitely. They seem to have it the easiest. Yeah, but I thought that the hellhounds were a really nice detail because just if you look at things like supernatural and whatever, it's the hellhounds are this like evil creature that drags people to hell. But no, in this, they're compared to golden retrievers and they're cute, they're like clingy, they break into all the apartments. (laughs) Yeah, and it's just they're really sweet and um, book. 1.5 1.5 I think it's called Naughty Neil and it, it this was the free giveaway book I was referencing earlier it has it's an incubus and a hellhound and they're just cute together oh and the hellhounds also really like cookies which I can understand <laughs> yeah I love the hellhounds and it's not like because when you think you know co-workers have no boundaries it sounds like the worst thing ever but it's more that they're just super protective <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like a really great place to work. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah, sounds like a great place. I'm sorry, I have to mention, so Rachel put in the chat when we were talking about the dildos 
that um you know they have those like your average human paw and toy store too which true i remember if you kind of want this in real life there's a, a really funny shop called geeky toys so if you want like a, a thor hammer dildo that is your place to go i i, I have nothing to say to that <laughs> They have some wild stuff on there. They have a lightsaber ones. They like actually glow. But I I have to know what is our rating for this podcast? Oh, is it like I've heard everyone is explicit. Like even if we don't cover any kind of raunchy like topics, I will I'm always putting it as explicit. Okay, thank you. I <laughs> I should have probably figured this out before I started talking about the dildos first. <laughs> Yeah, I think I mostly did that because authors get accidentally swearing, so <laughs> I just sing it on there. Oh yeah, if I had to censor my language, you would have to cut out like every other thing I said. Yeah, sorry. Rachel just put in the chat that yeah, anyone reading these books should not be turned off by the explicit conversations. This is what I found interesting about the podcast is that like in all the interview things, we never really talk about the sex scenes. Well, that's why we have sex talk or sex week coming up. I don't know. I get really embarrassed if I have to talk about explicit stuff. Like, I can't I can't believe I said dildo out loud in this. That was the first time I've said this word. And I can't believe this is getting recorded and put, being put on the internet. I'm so died a little. No, I don't talk about it out loud, Rachel. I talk about it in text because it's like I write a lot of like NSFW stuff, but just I am a shy person. I don't like talking about this out loud. It's like I don't see the F word out loud. Oh, I swear all the time. Maybe that's just a British thing. Okay, now Rachel is telling me to say the F word out loud. Here, F word. I don't like to say it. Um, but yeah. Okay, no, Rachel asked, how would you describe the character's dynamic? And, oh, it's a lovers to enemies to friends to lovers thing. And I like that. It's like the very first scene, Gideon is just, he comes up to Sam in the bar while Sam's getting drunk because he's just had this job interview and learned that supernatural creatures are real. And he's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, am I going to take this job? Am I really going to take this job? Oh my god. And he's getting drunk, and then Gideon just picks him up at the bar for a one-night stand. And then at the same time, he ends up talking Sam into taking the job. And then the next day, he comes to work, and he sees Gideon, and he learns that Gideon's a demon. And then Gideon is a surly asshole who's (laughs) rude to everyone. And he's like rude to Sam, and it's just he's a dick. Oh, sorry, Rachel's saying, how did he not know he was a demon? So his his horns were like hidden by magic, and there's actually like one point when they're having sex where Gideon will like had moved his hands away from kind of touching up in his hair. So magic, basically. So he does have horns, but they were hidden. Oh my god, okay, Rachel just asked, do you think horns are hot? (laughs) I don't know, Ella, do you think horns are hot? I mean, there are no tentacles. I think if I had to pick. (laughs) I mean, like, aesthetically, they're alright, but, like, I could 
I can't really see it in like, a sexual way. It's just like kind of like. I said it for you, Rachel. Um, but yeah, you can't have sex with a horn. Yeah, you can't. Like I, just, mean, I, I mean, like, I guess you... if you get kind of creative and it was long enough, but then it's also really pointy and I don't think you want to stick that pointy thing up anywhere. No, that's not a king that I'm into, I'll be honest. Rachel <laughs> said you could rub against it and I guess like, yeah, if it just, was like, like long and ribs, maybe it could vibrate. I think that the logistics of this are just awful. And then if you, I mean, this is where I support condom usage because honestly, like, sex is gross. Um, but yeah, if, because <laughs> if he doesn't wear a condom, you would just like uh, the person. If I mean, if you're rubbing against it, you have a penis, and like, so they would end up like getting semen all over hair i mean okay what what would you rub against with a vagina i am clearly i'm like so ace that you if you're listening to this i hope you know that i am so ace and i do not actually understand the dynamics of sex and how can i not understand this when i have like thousands of words of nsfw stuff don't ask it just happens i've copied (laughs) other things that i've picked up over reading stuff it's i don't get it i don't get anything i guess I think you could. I think it would be easier if you have a vagina than if you had a, a penis, because if you got a penis, a that's like, because it's it's how would that work? And also, you're in danger. Yeah, yeah. So Rachel said it's too firm for a penis. I agree. But then if you have a vagina, you could just you know rub up. You could just rub like like a. That's the thing you can do. And if it vi- if you had a vibrating horn, I could see the appeal. I don't. Well, I don't, what is this chat even, is this about things to a better or is it about like supernatural sex? Oh my god. Wait, okay, I just want to say that I think I made Gideon sound like a total asshole. But no, he's actually really sweet and he cares about Sam and overall their relationship. I mean, it is an enemies, like lovers to enemies to friends to lovers. So he's not actually an asshole and he gets better and they... I love their the development of their relationship over these pages. Okay, let's talk back. Let's get back to this, like, vaginal or penis <laughs> sex with a horn. Oh, my God. I just had this thought of, like, what if horns could give someone STIs? Oh, my God, yeah. Imagine trying to put it's, a condom on a horn. It's to the environment. And if you, like, get that inside you, bam, mm. it's... Imagine getting an STI on the horn now. Because that's the... Oh. Like getting... Yeah, herpes horn. <laughs> These are the logistics that you have to think about when you do supernatural romances, guys. Yeah, I, well, I mean, in fairness, supernatural romances, they typically have the, oh, they can heal any injuries, so they can't get STIs. <laughs> Okay, Rachel just said that I feel like the horns are more sanitary than tentacles. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because tentacles are more, like, squishy, whereas horns are are hard. I feel like 
tentacles are safer though because of the squishiness. I mean, I guess it depends on what tentacle horn or tentacle porn you're reading because some of them like secrete stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Rachel just said that you can disinfect a horn, which yeah, true. I think you can be also quite... disinfect a tentacle. Would that mm, but would it hurt the tentacle? Is that good for a tentacle? If it's all squishy. I, mean, like, I guess like because I don't know what are suckers used for. Do they absorb stuff through the suckers? Because I was thinking, I mean, first of all, I don't like to think about suckers. They creep me out. So at my tentacle point, I pretend the tentacles are like non-sucker ones. Okay, no, apparently Rachel <laughs> just said that tentacles are covered in skin. So maybe you could just rub an alcohol patch over it to disinfect it. 17% ethanol kills everything. Yeah, sorry to the, like... 10 people who will listen to this you gotta deep dive into this subject <laughs> this is what happens when you don't write a script okay so Richard <laughs> just said that tentacles are covered in skin but a horn is more like a fingernail <laughs> and I mean I guess you could just use soap on a tentacle like when you wash your hands yeah I mean like this time, shower mean, tentacles. It's covered in skin. It's like a penis is covered in skin. <laughs> right, do we do we have any final thoughts on demons do it better? Oh, I wanted to say that yeah. So we've talked about how this is a really funny book, and I'm always really impressed when authors can do like consistently like funny jokes about a book because like I think one of the hardest things to write is um humor like I'm like I don't even bother because I know I would fail at it so like just I'm in awe that Louise was just able to like consistently make this funny throughout yeah I think that Louisa Masters did a fantastic job with this book um I love the world building I've talked about it so many times I love the humor scene I love the plot I love how just everything blends together and the audiobook for Demons Do It Better is coming out on March 23rd, 2021. Um, and so, listeners, if you're listening to this when we post it, you can order it or pre-order it now. And also, book two is out featuring another side character and someone who appears at the end of book one, to who was also round two of the science experiments and book three is coming out on march 25th 2021 um and it's called hijinks with a hellhound it features a hellhound and aiden who was the first shifter so he's kind of like the big alpha of the shifters of the cat ones so I'm looking at this, and Aiden is the shifter leader, and he's been this for the last 15 years, and all shifters, Bellad and Hellhound, the answer to him. So I think this will be a very interesting dynamic. Alistair was a really fun side character in this, and I'm excited to see him get his own book. Yeah, that sounds really fun, because the brief like snippet we got of uh, the leader was like really cool. 
So I want to also, sorry, I was just Googling it. And the person who's going to narrate the audiobook is Joel Leslie. And I love him. If you like, right, if anyone's into like queer romance audiobooks, just listen to everything that dude has done because he's like the best at accents. And he also did one of our previous um, spotlights, Unhallowed. So I might just have to, I might have to like reread that book and just listen to it just to hear his voice. Yeah, Rachel just said that he can sound like five different people in one chapter. And yeah, he can, he's like so amazing. I started following him on Twitter. And he's like so lovely. Oh, does he voice all the characters on his own? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I think I've heard before, but like he's in like really good Yorkshire accents and Irish and American and Australian. Nice. Wow. Okay, I'm like this uncultured American, and I think that British accents sound the same as Australian accents. No. So well, I'm, should have, I'm gonna I'm, get so much hate <laughs> over this. Any hate can be directed to readers at gmail.com. I'll be sure to trash it. In all fairness, a lot of people think I have an Australian accent, and it's mostly because we sent all of our criminals over there. So, Australian accent is just kind of a kind of a, a really weird mix of like the descendants of British criminals and Irish criminals so it's all hodgepodge. Okay so thank <laughs> you everyone for listening to the Queer Romance Radio Discord server talk about Demons Do It Better by Louisa Masters. I'm sorry you had to listen to us talk about horns and tentacles and the sanity of sex with everything and also my complete lack of actual sex knowledge um if you lasted through all that congratulations and we'll be doing the draw for the giveaway now and you can join us at any time in the future for more giveaways of books we're featuring but they were important discussion questions to discuss (laughs) um and i believe our next spotlight which i can't remember the date of um but it's gonna be oh i've also forgotten the fucking name i'm gonna edit this bit out oh, one minute i have it i have it it's hunger <laughs> pains by joy demora and we're both very excited for this i think it's you and me again right ella <laughs> yes that's right. Rachel's been no edit okay i would like you to be editing out the <laughs> oh rachel does want us to oh no this was I mean, so... I mean, <laughs> There were, I guess, like, all my firsts are going to get recorded for this. My first F word. My first D word. Oh, gosh. Okay. I won't edit it too much. It'll make my job easier. Okay. Cut, cut, cut. We're done here before I devolve anymore. Hi, man. Okay, goodbye.